0: It's U.S. Grade A Fancy Clover Honey.
1: (laughs) If it says fancy in the name, you know it's fancy. Legally, that means it's fancy.
0: And remember, this podcast is not safe for work, so listen with headphones.
1: Hello, and welcome to Freudian Sips, the podcast about brains,
0: beverages, and other BS. I'm Bonnie. And I'm Anna.
1: I thought I would try to sound so sticky.
0: <laughs> I followed suit without even asking.
1: <laughs> oh, we're doing newscaster voice. This just in: Bonnie and Anna are here for the next episode of Freudian Sips, and
0: possibly forever because we're all on lockdown. <laughs> this is just where we are now. We just live in our studio twenty-four-seven. Just live stream, baby. Welcome. <laughs>
1: Oh, that is a scary thought. Us live streaming. Because <laughs> I depend a lot on your editing, dear. So if you stop <laughs> editing yeah, we'll be, uh, this we'll live stream, yeah. Yeah. Might not work for us. That's true. Yes, so we're in a very unique time in the world, Anna Marie. We are. I've lived a lot longer than you have, and I have never seen anything like what we're going through in our society right now, in our world.
0: It's very surreal.
1: It is, isn't it?
0: It's very strange. And we are actually kind of uh, taking a break from our regular podcast production to bring you a cutting news update. <laughs> cutting? Sure. <laughs> Breaking? It's out. Cutting? <laughs> in. This is weird. We don't usually do this. We're doing like a current
1: events episode. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's why we have the other BS in our tagline, is yes. so we could do episodes so like this.
1: Although I have to say that our genre is genre. Is are you impressed by me saying that word? Is mental health. And this certainly there qualifies. is it's a very this situation is very impactful on our mental health. And so that's one of the reasons that we chose to talk about current event. Which is Which is what's happening in our world with the coronavirus and more specifically with the COVID nineteen. And all of all of the uh, ripples in the water, so to speak.
0: Yeah. Things There's are shutting down, dudes. Lots
1: of ripplings happening in it's our really world. Strange. so so wherever you are listening, I'm sure that that you're going through a lot of, I mean, because pretty much across America and around the world,
0: yeah, we don't have like a full lockdown order or anything, but we're we're definitely getting there,
1: right. We are in the Midwest.
0: We're in Illinois.
1: We're in Illinois. And
0: so far, they have shut down all the bars and restaurants for like dine-in services.
1: Mm -hmm. A lot of the restaurants are still open for like um, takeout takeout or delivery or um, a lot of DoorDash going on in our area. Lots and lots. Yeah. And last week, I went to the grocery store. Before it all really kind of started hitting big time, I went to the grocery store just to get my normal groceries. And it was like the end of the world. People were... Oh, my gosh. It was so, like you said, surreal. It was like a movie. Yeah. I kept thinking (laughs) – This cannot really be happening in our little town in the middle of the Midwest. But then today I went to pick up a loaf of bread because I (laughs) ate all my bread. And it was like pretty normal. I mean, the shelves were kind of bare, you know, much more bare than usual. Yeah. The toilet paper shelf was completely bare, which I I just, I think we should talk about that for like 10 minutes. Dude. The toilet paper thing. Seriously. We
0: went down to visit Nathan's parents and... (laughs) <laughs> Lori, Nathan's mom, had been. Hi, Lori. She listens to the show. So I'm telling a story about you. Sorry. That Lori was like going all around town when all this started happening, trying to find toilet paper. And she did manage to find some. Can't remember where she said she did. But she like called people in her family, like, do you want me to pick you up some toilet paper? <laughs> so she ended up giving us a whole package of toilet paper. <laughs> take this home
1: (laughs) here you might need
0: this (laughs) for the hard times ahead
1: i had a really cool client though this week who said to me the whole thing about the toilet paper she said you know i've had times in my life when i've been pretty poor and she said toilet paper is not something that's essential for your (laughs) well-being she (laughs) said she said seriously you people should be thinking about food not toilet
0: paper (laughs) she said there are other
1: things you can use you take a poop and then you take a shower it's fine (laughs) How do you think they made bidets? Where <laughs> the idea come from? I don't know. But something about the toilet paper really sparked. I don't this know what it was. mass panic. Yeah, you know, and um, that's kind of part of what we might talk about today in our little episode about panic. how we are spreading that panic to one another and and how we can avoid that. Yes, we do not want to be in that panic mode. So very much. So I feel like-
0: Should we talk about this? Talk about your
1: drinks, yes, that you are now drinking. My drinks. Both of them. Sure. Uh, <laughs> she made me one. I'm not tough enough to so drink it.
0: it's not great. I'll say that. <laughs> I wanted to make something themed, so I made a quarantini, which I should clarify, there's been a meme going around about the quarantini, which is just vodka and that emergency stuff. Oh, my. Yeah, it's gross. An emergency had to come out with a statement that was like, please don't take our products with alcohol. Mm. So that uh, precludes combining it with alcohol. Don't make that. That's a right. joke. That's a joke drink. This one is not so much a joke drink, but it's not even funny <laughs> how it bad it tastes. Not good. <laughs> but Anna's drinking it because she it's, stopped. It's a different recipe for a quarantine, and it's. Three ounces of vodka, two ounces of lemon juice, and some honey. So Uh what happened was (laughs) (laughs) I put it in the shaker and the honey all settled to the bottom. So there's no honey in this drink. Uh And it just tastes like lemon Lemon. pledge. (laughs) Like you're just straight up shooting lemon pledge. Yeah. It's very much a martini, though. I mean- classic martinis are just vodka with like some
1: juice of some kind. Uh-huh. Yeah, it tastes like you're drinking straight vodka basically, basically with some lemon twist in it. I
0: considered buying lemon vodka which ah. you could just drink that straight and I think it would be the same situation as uh-huh. this.
1: Might not be as lemony.
0: <laughs> it's slightly pretty less lemony. lemony. It's pretty lemony. Mm-hmm. So uh yeah, mom opted for wine instead. So now I've got two martini glasses in front of me. I took a
1: couple of, it's in a very pretty martini kind of glass. And I appreciate that as I see the honey on the bottom of the glass. But yeah, I took a couple sips of it and said, "Mm." I had flashbacks to my childhood when I had to dust all all the furniture (laughs) with Lemon Pledge.
0: (laughs) I'm so sorry. It's kind of
1: a bittersweet memory because I like the smell of Lemon Pledge.
0: Right. Just not the
1: taste. Right. I just never (laughs) sprayed it on my tongue at length. Sometimes I would actually at inhale length, it. Did you say at <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> just a little? Not at length, just a little
0: spritz <laughs> when I had people coming over.
1: <laughs> Got to spruce up the dog. <laughs> yeah, so I'm just being boring and drinking my wine over here, watching Anna drink Lemon Pledge. She has one in each hand now. <laughs> Which one is better, the right or the left?
0: It's like that Twix thing.
1: Uh huh. Do you have a preference? They're both pretty bad. <laughs> it makes you—it makes you like literally pucker and your eyes squint. I know, and, every time I do it, my eyes and close you kinda really go, hard. Ah. That's why I stopped drinking it because I didn't want to be going. Ah, 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 I can do all it through the episode
0: non-verbally, but Mom's going to be getting quite a
1: show over here. <laughs>
0: If just I'm just talking normally and mom's laughing at something, it's because my eyes are closed and my mouth is moving. Or she's
1: making a pirate face. <laughs> Arr, Arr. This lemon be very strong. Oh, I'll get dogs. the scurvy. <laughs> Actually, pirates would probably enjoy that then. I know. They didn't like the scurvies. <laughs> Okay, so let's
0: talk about coronavirus. Let's let's talk about
1: (laughs) coronavirus.
0: So I do want to, we will talk about like kind of the psychology of it, but I also think it's important to know all we can about the coronavirus and COVID-19 and all that stuff that we're hearing about. So I kind of just want to give a... An overview of that. Originally, I was gonna give like a timeline of events, but I'm like, no. necessary bullshit can do that. We don't. We're not. We're not what? doing that. Go do that to, to our another- brothers. They have, have give a whole that to episode podcast. on COVID nineteen coronavirus. So,
1: oh, okay, they do. So, but I feel I I need to say out loud that it makes me very nervous that we're talking about facts because even though Anna is very confident about it and this might be a generational thing because what I've been feeling a lot lately is like what is the truth because you'll hear one thing from one source and you'll hear something from another source that's totally opposite and you could say well just listen to the official sources well even the official sources sometimes contradict Mm -hmm. and also even the official sources openly admit that we're still very early on in understanding that's the
0: thing it's not like anyone's trying to pull the wool over our eyes intentionally it's that this is new it's that research is still coming in. It's that we haven't been dealing with this for very long and mm-hmm. we don't really know all the facts. So right now mm-hmm. we are just going by the estimates from like epidemiologists and like how we've dealt with coronaviruses before. So it's kind of a guessing game at this point, but it also has been happening long enough that we know how it spreads. We know like the incubation time, generally, stuff mm-hmm. like that. So so Anna's
1: going to be the scientist slash expert on this. Beep, 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 beep. Should I do that the whole time? Yeah, <laughs> underlying. Yeah, <talking>, under... <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> real quiet. Well, so, I mean, on that note, all of the information that I'm going to be spouting off is from either the World Health Organization, the WHO, the WHO, what do we call it? The WHO? <laughs> That's a band. Who?
1: Who need a little owl? It could be their little spokesperson. Oh,
0: they should. They really should. I know we should should recommend recommend that. Mm -hmm. Or the CDC, so the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. So those.
1: They don't need a mascot. They're too serious. Just CDC. Yeah, the little mask. CDC.
0: So when we use the term coronavirus, what we mean is a large family of viruses. Uh, so it's not like when we say like, coronavirus, it's this brand new thing that we have no idea what it is. Uh, other types of coronaviruses can actually cause illnesses from like, the common cold like that's caused by a coronavirus, to something as severe as Severe Acute Respiratory Syndrome, or SARS. Serious stuff. In comparison to SARS, so SARS was an outbreak in 2003. uh, So in comparison to that, COVID-19 is less deadly, but much more infectious. Ah. So it spreads much faster, but the death rate is much lower than SARS. Okay. So the current pandemic, the one that we're talking about, is what's called a novel coronavirus that just means it's new. Right. It means we haven't seen it before. It's a newbie. It's a newbie. It's a little rookie virus. He's
1: doing great. <laughs> but he's getting his we're, name out there. We're all proud of him. Yeah. Well, I'm not proud of him. But I <laughs> it, wish he'd go away.
0: It has been named SARS CoV 2, which stands for Severe Acute Respiratory Syndrome Coronavirus 2. Mm-hmm. And it causes COVID 19, which means Coronavirus Disease 2019. So, when we talk about COVID 19, we're talking about the actual sickness that we get from the coronavirus. Right. It's different terminology. Right. Okay, I want to talk about how it spreads. I think that's important to know uh, and what the illness kind of looks like. But, like we just talked about, both the who and I keep, I don't, well, I think about like, who, who are you? Oh, who, 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 who? who? Yeah. It's not. I'm not talking about the band. I'm talking about the World Health Organization. And the CDC have disclaimers that say they're still trying to figure all this stuff out. Research is still happening. We mm-hmm. still don't know everything. As far as we know, this is what we have figured out about how it spreads. So obviously it's viral. It's a coronavirus. Mm-hmm. So it spreads from person to person by contact, specifically through droplets from a person's mouth or nose when an infected person coughs or sneezes or even exhales mm-hmm. a very wet exhale
1: yep that's what kids do <laughs> oh, yeah <laughs> wet exhaling kids breathe wet <laughs> when they're sick especially i have especially. been drinking really gross
0: alcohol and that is the thing that almost made me vomit <laughs> <laughs> breathing wet is that the name of the episode? I don't want it to be. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, please don't. Okay, we'll try oh, to no, figure out no, something else, something better. Okay, so don't don't breathe wet. Uh, but the droplets can land on objects, which can transmit the disease if someone touches that object and then touches their own mouth or nose or eyes. Which is why we've been getting the stuff about not touching your own face, which is so, so hard, hard for to me. Do. I have found out that I touch my face a all
1: lot. the time. I do as well.
0: Especially when I'm counseling people, I'll like, because cause I usually sit with like my elbow propped up on my arm rest and then like my hand on kind my of. face somewhere. Uh-huh. And so I've been like, huh, mm, mm-hmm. what do I, oh, where do I put this? And I will like, just yeah. kind of hang it. And then i like, what do I do with my hands.
1: <laughs> Awkward hands.
0: Awkward hands. It can also transmit if the droplets obviously are breathed in by someone, which is why they recommend the social distancing thing we've been hearing. So staying three to six feet away from infected people or like any people, I guess. Right. It's kind of what we've been doing because right. we, at this point we don't know if someone's infected all Our the time. social distancing. Social distancing.
1: Can I ask, was that a thing before this? I, I mean, had you ever heard of social distancing? I hadn't.
0: I mean... Did they make that up just I for I have this? because I'm an introvert. <laughs> but I, we
1: didn't call it that. I do that normally. but Right. Yeah. I just wondered if that would. I mean, I, it's probably been a term that they've used in it's the medical field. probably an field. epidemiology yeah, term. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But But now, now we all know it.
0: Now we all know it. Yep. The age of information, baby. Mm-hmm. Now this one is one I've been getting wrong. I've been under the assumption that can pass... Sorry. What? I'm so sorry. Hang
1: on. (laughs) Hang on. Hang on. I'm adjusting my microphone. I hit it with my hand. I was trying not to touch my face and I touched my microphone instead. (laughs) Sorry. It sounded
0: like you leaned in real close and went.
1: (laughs) No, I just. You made a mash noise. Smashed the the microphone with my hand. (laughs) Sorry. 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 I'm sorry. Everybody's a little jumpy right now.
0: I think the vodka's hitting a little bit.
1: <laughs> well, get through your facts before you get schnockered over there. my
0: facts before I get through my martini? Okay. Yes,
1: please, because this is serious stuff.
0: Okay, well, don't punch your mic anymore. Okay. So- <laughs> okay, deal, deal. God, there's so many <laughs> rules. <are> so many- <laughs> 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 don't touch your face. Don't hit your mic. Don't drink your martini. What am I supposed to Why do with my Why are we here? <laughs> <sighs> so this one is one I've been getting wrong, because I've been under the assumption that you can pass it asymptomatically, which just means... You don't have to be showing symptoms at all. Uh, But the CDC says that while that's possible, it's pretty unlikely. And then most of the time it spreads from people who are actively showing symptoms. It's just that the symptoms may not be very severe. Mm -hmm. So -hmm. they could be mildly symptomatic, maybe not totally asymptomatic. But if they're coughing or something, that could still be transmitting the droplets to you. Mm -hmm. Droplets. I don't like that word. (laughs) And I've said it so many times. I know. But that... Let's talk symptoms. So, if you are showing symptoms, what does that look like? So, first, a person might be sick with this virus for a pretty large gap here, one to fourteen days. <laughs> They're not sure what the incubation time is. Uh, they say on average it's about five days before you start showing symptoms from when you get the virus, but fourteen is kind of the top. Okay, and that's the incubation period. The most common symptoms that people will experience are fever, tiredness, and a dry cough. Less common symptoms include aches and pains, nasal congestion, runny nose, sore throat, and diarrhea. So it can look like the flu. It can look like the cold. Like there's some, again, like the cold is caused by a coronavirus. So right. So stuff. There is some overlap there. So people are being extra careful just because we're also in like allergy season and we're in flu season right, and we're in right. all this stuff where it's like... If I'm sneezing, I don't know what it is yet.
1: As I understood, like the most important symptom to watch for is the fever.
0: Yeah, yeah, because that's I, kind of the red flag. Because you guys know that last week I had a cold. Mm-hmm. I had I had a stuffy nose. I was uh, I wasn't
1: coughing until like Sunday, but you still sound a little sinusy.
0: I don't hear it, but apparently
1: people been saying that to me
0: all week. Like, oh, you sound sick. I'm
1: like, no, I don't. Shut up. Yeah, it's kind of in your. It's just stop it's just- telling
0: people I'm sick. <laughs> They're going to burn me at the
1: stake. <laughs> it is a hard time to have like a cold allergies. or allergies because yeah. people, you know, it's, it's, you know that people are looking at you like, oh my God. You know? Right. Right. So watch for a fever. That's significant.
0: Right. I was doing that last weekend where like mm-hmm. everyone's, you know, I'm sure I drove Nathan crazy because I like, every time I would cough a little bit, I would like lean over to him and he knew that to be a sign that he should just like touch my face mm-hmm. to see if my see face if was hot. <laughs> but Poor Nathan. I know. He's a good guy. (laughs) Touches my face for me. I can't touch my own face. I have to have somebody else (laughs) touch my face. I can't touch it. There's a rule. (laughs) Somebody touch my face. Please, my face can't go so long without someone touching it. Someone touch my face. Don't
1: make other people touch your face. (laughs) That goes against social distancing. It's very so you much know. not social distancing. Don't go up to somebody <laughs> in the store be and say- you six feet
0: away from someone <laughs> and, and touch us. their face, That's you creepy. can do it. You That's can do creepy. That's creepy as
1: all You've get out. you earned
0: it. <laughs> we jest. But some of the worst complications with COVID-19 are pneumonia, organ failure in several of your organs, and death. Mm-hmm. As we know, because the death count is something that the news is constantly reminding us of. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. They won't shut up about it.
1: One more died. One more died. Yeah. We count it by ones. Yes.
0: Uh, We'll get into that later because I do want to talk about that I want
1: to talk about that too.
0: So that sounds very scary. So let's talk about what the kind of the prognosis is. Yes. About 80% of people recover without needing any special treatment. So we actually, I don't know if you've heard this, we have the first case in our town. Uh Uh-huh. They are currently recovering at home. Right. They had a test that came back positive, but they are recovering at home. They're not even in the hospital. Right. And that is a majority of cases, a high majority, 80% Mm -hmm. is pretty high. Uh, About one in six infected people will get more seriously ill and develop shortness of breath and probably will need hospitalization. And those more at risk include people with underlying health problems. So that includes people with diabetes, with uh, high blood pressure, heart problems, basically anything that makes you immunocompromised and elderly people are more at risk. And I think that's what's been frustrating me about these like kids who are on like spring break and stuff that are going like, "Ah, I don't care. It's not going to stop me from partying. I don't care if I get it. I'm fine. That's not the point. I'm fine, too. I've, like, we've talked about this before, you and me, Mom, that, like, I've had double pneumonia before. Yeah. I'll, I will I can survive if I get the COVID-19, but I don't want to have it and pass it to someone else who may not survive. Right. That's why we're social distancing, is mm-hmm. even if you think you'll be fine, you don't know who you're going to expose to it. So please be careful.
1: One of the things that's really pulled on my heart a lot during all this is that we're all being given a lesson in being selfless. Yeah. Because... Like you just said, Anna, if you're a young person and you're healthy, or even if you're a little bit older and you're very mm-hmm. strong immune system, you probably don't have to worry about this any more than you would worry about getting a cold in the winter. Or the flu. Or the flu. But... It's about being selfless. It's about saying I'm not going to put other people at risk. Right. And so I, I don't know. Maybe that's just a lesson that we're all supposed to be learning in all this. Right. It is hard to be in this place where we can't do what we normally do. We're all being inconvenienced. Some people to the point of great inconvenience. I was going to say to
0: some people it's not inconvenient. Right. To some people it's their livelihood. They don't being know how they're going to pay away. their
1: bills. Exactly. And I
0: think that's another thing that's. <laughs> I don't want to get too political. So shut me up if I do. Mm. But I mean what. One thing we are learning, we're speaking as Americans here. One thing we're learning is that we do need to evaluate some of our social programs because there are some people who are going to have to go on an unemployment for this. There are some businesses that may close. There are a lot of people that are going to need better healthcare coverage. So it's kind of this place where it's like, what do we do about this? We're putting these... We were just talking before we started recording that one of the main insurance providers is starting to do telehealth services, which means if we need to counsel someone, we can do it on the phone. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure... How that's going to look for our business or anything, but they are lifting the restrictions on that. They are making it possible. So, what that frustrates me a little bit because it's like, okay. Could we have been doing that this whole time? We had to get to
1: this point, yeah. Right.
0: I would rather not do telehealth services. I would rather people come into my office. But if someone has a disability and they can't go out, like Mm -hmm. regardless of coronavirus, some people literally just can't leave their house or they can't go out much because they are sick or or they're, you know, too mentally ill to go out and they need those services to get them back to a place where they can. And it's frustrating. Like, okay, why? What? Why couldn't we do this before? Right. I had a friend who was very upset. Because she said that her mom had a surgery and had to fight tooth and nail to be able to work from home. Mm -hmm. And she like eventually was able to do it, but she had to work so hard to get permission. Mm -hmm. And as soon as this happens, everyone's working from home like within a week in her company. And so that family is very frustrated because it's like, why did you make it so hard for me when I had my own health problems, but that was apparently an option before now? Mm -hmm. So it's kind of making us reevaluate What we can do and what we should be doing for people.
1: I think that any time there is a major, what's the word, crisis. Upheaval. Yeah. We as humankind can go one of two ways. We can get to be better people. (laughs) We can be selfless and try to help each other and rise to the challenge of conquering the crisis together. Right. Or we can be the opposite and we can become more selfish and more worried about, you know, getting the last roll of toilet paper or whatever. Like those dick
0: bags that took the U-Haul and like bought out. 17,000 hand sanitizers or whatever. <laughs>
1: yeah,
0: yeah. And then got shot down and cried on the news about it. Yeah. Good. They should yeah. be crying on
1: the news about it. Did they eventually give it to somebody, though? They donated it. They donated quote, so Quote, they were all air quotes. Then they were all good guys because they, <laughs> no, yeah. They, no, yeah. everyone was like,
0: <laughs> uh-huh, out of the goodness <laughs> of your hearts, idiots.
1: <laughs> so we have a, like we always talk about on on all of our episodes, that idea of choosing that everything that we do is a choice. Right. And so even in this, in a crisis, we can choose what kind of people we want to be. Yeah. And how we want to grow out of this instead of go backwards.
0: Yeah. One thing that annoys me about like one one reason I don't like like dystopian literature or media... Like The Walking Dead. The reason I stopped watching The Walking Dead is cause mm. it's so bleak. It's so like, oh, if something bad happens, we're all gonna turn on each other. Mm-hmm. We're all gonna be terrible. The biggest monster was humans all along. <laughs> and I'm like, shut up. I want <laughs> I want a dystopia where we're all helping each other. Right, right. Like
1: doing the best we can. An
0: apocalypse story where we're all pitching in.
1: <sighs> yeah. People don't like that though. No. So does it say like if you are relatively healthy and you get it, does it say like how long it takes to recover from it? Do they have any estimates on that? Mm -hmm. I haven't really heard anything like that. Like this person that you said is recovering in their home and they're relatively healthy and blah, 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 blah.
0: I mean, I've heard it's not great. I've heard people who are recovering from it saying like it still sucks. I mean, you're sick. Well, it sucks to get the flu. Exactly. Right. Uh, to, I I believe from my I mean, there's already cases of people
1: who have had it and recovered. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tom Hanks is one of them, isn't he?
0: I think he has Did you hear recovered. About yes.
1: Tom Hanks being in it. So what you just said, you know, about it 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 sucks. It's it's gonna be hard if we get it. And I've, I've had several people say very blatantly, everybody's going to get it. Everybody's going to get it eventually, which I hear what they're saying and I understand what they're saying, but not everybody gets influenza B or right. influenza A or whatever. I mean, a lot of people do, but not every single person does. Well,
0: I think also what's happening is that there are some people who have had it or who will have it who are so mildly symptomatic that they're not they, being correct And they didn't even know. Yeah. Also, especially in our country... People aren't being tested. Mm -hmm. So we don't have accurate numbers for how many people actually have it. We just know about the very severe cases. And I think that's skewing our numbers. Okay. Can I tell you what we can do about it?
1: Tell me what we can do about it. How
0: do we stop the spread of COVID-19? One, wash your hands. (laughs) Now, hot take. You should be washing your hands all the time. But (laughs) you should be especially doing it now and longer- I had a client today, and we were talking oh, about how mindfully. long 20 seconds is. Because, uh-huh. I mean, I wash my hands all the time, mm-hmm. but I don't usually do it for 20 seconds. That's a very long time. But I've been very conscious to, like, count very yeah.
1: slowly. Mm-hmm. See, I think we, you and I have talked about this, Anna, and I have to – I was eventually going to say this, and I'm just going to say it now – because <laughs> we've talked um, on our podcast about Bob my late husband yes, and that he was immune suppressed basically for our whole marriage Yeah, but especially the,
0: I mean he was always a transplant he patient was, as
1: long as I knew him yeah. he was a transplant patient so he was always immune suppressed so he had to be careful yeah. all the time but especially the last five years when he was on dialysis and he had diabetes and basically had organs failing so we had to be so careful and every fall you know the doctor's he would get his flu shot, but the doctor would say, now, you have to be so careful. Right. Because if you get the flu that, like, okay, so Bonnie might get the flu and be sick for three or four days, that same flu could kill you, Bob. Mm-hmm. And they were very clear. And so... For at least five years, I was so careful about washing my hands. So when you right. say the 20, because what I started doing was the happy birthday thing, singing happy birthday. You have to do it twice. <laughs> when, that, I know. Yeah. I, and then I <laughs> Oh, I thought you were oh, be like, oh, crap. Actually, I do it three times. Oh, no. Because I always do that. You know me and my OCD. I, I have was to go say, a little bit longer. This, this so. has
0: nothing to do with brushing your teeth 17, seven times a day.
1: <laughs> you almost said 17. 17 is what I almost said, yeah. <laughs> yes, I brush my teeth seven times a day. And now I wash my hands I don't know how many times. So I'm I'm right in there. My hands are so dry. But my point was that that with that experience with Bob, I learned that simple thing that right. you really have to be very careful about keeping your hands clean. Right. I didn't ever think about touching my own face until now.
0: Well, you weren't worried about you, no. So one of my favorite things to come out of this wash your hands thing is people have been superimposing. So the CDC came out with a graphic that was like the best practices for washing your hands, and like they show the motions of it. Yeah, and people have been superimposing that with like song lyrics to like time. How long you're supposed to wash your hands? <laughs> so people have been doing it. Like Miley Cyrus tweeted out, like oh. for, for one of her songs. Like okay. there's a if you go to washyourlyrics.com, you can choose a song and it'll like put it on the poster <laughs> for you. If you're on the Twitter, if you do the Twitter, <laughs> if you go to the hashtag Wash Your Lyrics, there's like people posting their versions of it. Oh. The fa- my favorite one that I saw was How to Wash Your Hands to the uh, the Ghost Adventures opening.
1: Oh.
0: <laughs> show. So the the little like, I, don't, I can't even recite it, but it's like, these are our ghost adventures. Like yeah. Zach Baggins talking <laughs> yeah. really like, so you have to keep that timing in your head as you're uh. washing your hands. I think the most popular one is Bohemian Rhapsody, of course. Oh, of course. So yeah, yeah,
1: people are- Yeah, check that out. That would be interesting.
0: Just find find the way that helps you remember how long to wash your hands. And
1: wash your hands. And then do it. And wash your hands, just like your mother always told you. (laughs) Wash your hands.
0: Again, social distancing is important. So this is maintaining at least three feet distance, especially with anyone coughing or sneezing. Uh, This is the reason for shutting down like the NBA, for canceling schools, for canceling big events. It's to avoid crowds. It's so everyone isn't packed in like a sardine. Mm -hmm. Because when that happens in a big crowd, like at an NBA game or something, someone coughs, it's going to get on five people. Right. You know, and that just spreads it. Mm-hmm. exponentially faster. Good uh,
1: word, good word.
0: Thank you. I was searching for it. So is it
1: three feet or six feet?
0: At least three feet. Six feet is recommended. Okay. Like at work, we be, we're we being told to like stay six feet away from people in our office, but then like when we're walking down the hall, stay at least three feet away mm-hmm. from them, which is hard anyway the hallways aren't that big i know like yeah, yeah like the like it
1: sides. <laughs> i noticed today in the grocery store that like every time i would come around a corner or whatever and there was somebody coming and i was thinking i wonder if they're thinking the same thing i am and it's like okay how many feet is this how you like you? lean like, totally oh. to the side hello and you look at him and smile and go hello And you kind covering kinda, your mouth. And you lean away hello i want to be friendly but please don't get near me do the corona dance <laughs> Okay. Other
0: ways to socially distance are working from home if possible, uh, holding visits or conferences electronically or by phone, going out only for essential reasons. Which some people like the. We were just talking about the shelter in place thing. We think the shelter in place thing is going to happen in Illinois soonish. But you can still go out for like.
1: But we're already doing grocery shopping. It is kind of
0: basically what we're already doing. Go out only if you need to. Don't go out to eat if you can. If you can, I
1: don't know how many. States well, are still allowing that, but... Missouri is. Oh, really?
0: We're across the river from Missouri, and one of my coworkers just went out to the bar oh, a really? couple of days ago.
1: So. Surprised a bunch of our people aren't going over there. I don't know. Maybe they are. I think they are. i bringing it over here. Exactly. <laughs> Keep it over there, you guys. Avoid touching your face, like we already
0: said. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Good respiratory hygiene is important, so this includes covering your mouth uh, when you sneeze or cough, covering it with your elbow or with a tissue and then throwing the tissue away. The the elbow thing, I like to call it the vampire for little kids when I'm telling <laughs> about. Or the dab.
1: Ah, uh, yeah. It's like the dab. Just
0: dab when you cough. That's all. we
1: <laughs> You can be cool and cough. Oh,
0: man. Turn your hat backwards. <laughs> dab, cough in your elbow. That's it. Stay home if you feel sick. This one's important. Or if you don't, just stay home. <laughs> Even if you feel like you're going to be fine, like I said before, even if you can survive COVID-19, someone else might not. Yeah. Someone that you pass it to might not be as okay as you are. Mm-hmm. So again, make a choice to be considerate to others.
1: Right, exactly.
0: And staying informed is important. Like, I mean, we talked about how it's kind of hard to get the latest information, but it doesn't hurt to at least keep an eye out for things. And if there is something, and and especially in your own state or your own city, if there's restrictions on things, to pay attention to that and to follow those. Because those are there for a reason. This is all an attempt to, you've probably been hearing the term flatten the curve Mm -hmm. around. So basically what that means is that left unchecked, think of a bell curve. We've talked about bell curves before. It's like Many when you times, look at yeah. yeah, look at a graph. It's a hill,
1: mm-hmm.
0: basically. In that, if we look at the spread of a virus, that hill would be very sharp, mm-hmm. where it starts low and then very quickly like peaks up very high, and then goes back down very sharply, too. Because mm-hmm. uh, at some point, most people Everybody's have got it, it, so yeah. it goes back down eventually. But if that slope is very sharp, then we overwhelm like our supply chains, we overwhelm right. hospitals, Right. Where, kind of what you were saying before, like, everyone's going to get it. That might not necessarily be true, but a lot of people are going to get it. Mm -hmm. That's just how a virus spreads. That's how a pandemic works. And we are in a pandemic. So even if a lot of people are going to get it, what we need to do is make that go slower. Mm -hmm. We need to make that not happen as fast, because then if it goes slower hospitals won't be overwhelmed. People can get the care they need. People can get the supplies they need. So flattening the curve just means we're going to make it spread slower. We're not going to eradicate it entirely. That's not going to happen until we come up with a vaccine or something for it. We just need to do everything we can so it goes longer
1: mm-hmm.
0: so medical personnel have time, a chance to catch up right. to it, basically. There's that whole, I don't know if you've seen that, but Medical personnel are coming out on, on like Twitter and Instagram and stuff with like, we stay here for you. Please stay home for us. Mm, that's like that's good. kind of the resounding cry right now.
1: Mm. And your brother, my son, is a nurse, so we want to say that for him.
0: Yes. Stay home for
1: my brother. Yeah, we want him to be healthy. One of the things that I was reading a couple of articles about is just the idea of during this time to focus on building your own immune system. Mm-hmm. If you're a person who is not immune suppressed for whatever reason, I can't believe you're drinking that whole thing. And she's making all kinds of faces while she drinks and it. Lemon
0: juice is really good
1: Woo! for your immune system. Lemon juice is good for your immune system. So drinking plenty of fluids that are good. <laughs> That are healthy fluids, Anna Marie. Healthy <laughs> fluids, um, getting plenty of rest. Right now, you can get more exercise if you're having to stay home anyway.
0: <laughs> Sorry, I'm being very distracting. Uh, over here. Yeah,
1: it's hard to focus when Anna's like, get, my getting like the honey out of the bottom of her glass. You're going to be sticky all over. So much for not putting your f- <laughs> fingers on your face. She's. In my mouth. Okay. You're going to be
0: sticky all over, is my autobiography. <laughs>
1: That goes into this next thing I'm going to talk about very strangely, Anna Marie, because (laughs) one of the things I read (laughs) about. (laughs) Yeah, about building immune system. Two awesome ways to build your immune system. One is laughter. Cover yourself in honey. One is laughter <laughs> because it it kicks in all those endorphins and it it's good for your blood pressure. There's just a lot of yeah, reasons lot that of laughter is good for your immune That's why system.
0: That, like laughter yoga is good,
1: right? The other one is sex. Research. And if you're
0: laughing during sex, your partner then you're, may not appreciated, but, but you are building your for your immune, immune system.
1: system. Uh, researchers found that people who had frequent sex which they defined as only one to two times a week. That's uh-huh. frequent. I mean, you could, I mean, okay. All right. The average person who is in a relationship, I should probably add that. Well, that I guess that's what I was going to ask is that does
0: that mean relationship or not in a relationship?
1: It doesn't say. Because I would say. It just it, says who has frequent sex. So I, I assume that means you could do things independently.
0: And, and you're over here like, does that mean like once an hour? Like once every <laughs> two hours? But
1: only one to two times a week. Don't get carried away. <laughs> Um, <laughs> what if you have too
0: frequent sex? It, what if you have too much
1: sex? It, <laughs> don't ruin this, Anna. This is, this is significant scientific stuff here Sick. because it produces immunoglobin A, hmm. IgA, immunoglobin A. When you have sex. Okay. And that helps. It's an antibody that, that lives in your mucus tissue, which, you yeah. know, you. I know how you like the word mucus. Um, like okay, your salivary yeah. glands in your nose and your vaginal tissue. So all that mucus tissue. <laughs> I'm going to say it one more time. Mucus tissue. I t- don't mind that word, actually. <laughs> oh, you are freaking out because of wet and droplets. But I say mucus and you I don't was, get. Okay. I was freaking out because of the term breathing wet. Oh, okay. That's breathing gross. wet. Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. So, yeah. So, laugh and have sex and build your immune system. Check but out what if you're so- solo?
0: What if you're quarantined so low? solo? Well, work? watch
1: funny movies, and there are things that you can do. Which- have a date with Rosie Palms. Well- <laughs> I'm just, I'm not giving any, you know, like I'm not encouraging people to do anything you that's were, against. You were
0: talking some big game about how we are not experts and we should not be giving people <laughs> advice. And here you this are is, like, get is, laid, get
1: laid. <laughs> what makes you, what makes a person an expert in sex? <laughs> Having had some exactly. in their life? Because I have had I some. I believe that's you called our <laughs> You are evidence, Anna Marie. According to Travis McElroy, that's called a sex expert. <laughs> Okay, I don't know how we went into this corner, but usually I do take us into that corner. Sorry about that, Anna. You are going to have to have so much therapy. Anna's had enough martinis that she can laugh with her mother about the sex corner. Okay, so I think, so we're going to build our immune system. We're going to do all those good things that you told us to do. We're going to be informed. But in case you're in this situation and you are feeling anxious, you are feeling perhaps panicked, please know that you are not alone. This kind of situation that we are in right now is heavy on everyone. Fertile ground for stress, fertile ground for anxiety. I can't even say fertile. You can't say
0: fertile (laughs) after you talked about
1: sex for so long. Especially if you're a person who has dealt with anxiety and or depression and or panic episodes or attacks. All all of that. If you're a person who deals with that in your everyday life, and now suddenly there is this very stressful situation for everyone, you need to be self-aware, which we talk about all the time on our podcast right. and be taking care of yourself, which is kind of hard right now because you're you're being cloistered away right. and being told you shouldn't go and talk to people. But that we don't want you to isolate yourself from your support system because modern technology makes it quite yes. available for you to reach out. There's a lot of availability of other people. You need to not close yourself off from your support system right now, you need right. to be able to talk to people. But use your phone, use your the Twitter, the Twitter. If you're on the Twitter. <laughs> use the Twitter. Use the FaceTime stuff. And whatever y'all call I, it.
0: No, I'm just gonna let you keep trying to <laughs> talk about technology for a little while. I think you're That's just the now you shut down and you're like, no, screw I was you trying out. to trying to figure out how to bring up. Because we are counselors and we are still seeing our clients. We are. So, I mean, we so far have not been shut down as a non-essential service. Mm-hmm. I believe we're a pretty essential service. But if you're worried about that, ask your counselor, if you have a counselor, mm-hmm. if you can do telehealth or if you can do phone sessions, with that, is what that means, or mm-hmm. some some counselors do like video sessions. So sometimes that won't work depending on how you pay for it, depending on insurance. Like until very recently, all of our insurances wouldn't allow telehealth. So that means that if we did a telehealth session with someone, that would mean they would have to pay for it out of pocket. Right. A lot of people just can't do that. So ask if your counselor is doing anything differently with that or if insurance is doing anything differently with that. Or what your options are. If there's like a sliding scale you can use, just reach out. Like we are in a society where we can figure things
1: out. Yep.
0: We have a lot of tools. We have a lot of technology. We
1: can figure something out. Right. So let me switch the gears there. Maybe you're a person who's never really dealt with a lot of anxiety. Maybe you think, you know, you've never been to a counselor and you've never really felt like a person who had anxiety. You've never felt like a person who's been, you know, depressed. And all of a sudden you're feeling different. This kind of situation that we're in right now can bring um, the most neurotypical people to their knees, so to speak. Yeah. So maybe you've never struggled with that before, but right now the stress of everything is is bringing you to a point that maybe you do need to talk to somebody. And there are, you know, the same things that we talk about when we just talk generally about how we should deal with anxiety we can use in this situation. Mm-hmm. And things like um, taking time to use mindfulness and maybe, you know, if, if you're into meditation, if ways that, to calm yourself down. Of course, we always go back to the deep breathing thing right. with our friendly vagus nerve that friendly we love vagus nerve. so much. Mr. Vegas Nerve. Oh, man. Is there will, like a
0: vagus nerve <laughs> plushie we can
1: have? <laughs> we need to come up with something Be very that's stringy. our vagus nerve. A big stringy boy. Yeah. Because he will be very helpful to you in these stressful times if you do deep breathing. Yes. I was thinking one of the things that happens in anxiety, I think, all the time is just that idea that we don't have control. And boy, this is a situation where nobody has control. Yeah. Nobody has control. We don't know how long this is going to take. We don't know what's going to happen to us financially. We don't know what's happening to our loved ones who maybe are in a different part of the country or, or the world or even if they live down the street, we don't know what's going to happen. Right. So there's so much uncertainty and that's what really builds that anxiety and, and sometimes takes us to that point of panic. Yeah, I know that you and I deal differently maybe with our clients, but kind of the same too when they have anxiety. One of the things that I use with a lot of my clients, and it it is it is faith-based, but um, yeah. where I do my counseling, it's, it's kind of a faith-based um, atmosphere. But even for people who aren't Real spiritual, the Serenity Prayer is something that they use in the twelve step program. But I have yeah. it in my office, and it's to me, it's central not only to to what I do with my clients, but for me personally. What you believe, yeah, absolutely. And the Serenity Prayer says, "God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, and the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference." And right now, there is a lot that we cannot change, right, and and we need to. However you want to put this for your own spirituality, we need to pray, we need to meditate, we need to focus on the idea that we are looking for serenity in the fact that we can't change it. So we we got to pull ourselves to that point where we have serenity in that. And the things, the courage to change the things we can are the things like washing our hands and social yeah. distancing and being wise about exactly. what we do. And the wisdom to know the difference goes back to, again, that idea that we will hear things that might be very wonky. Mm-hmm. You might be hearing all kinds of things about, you know, do this, don't do this, or be sure that where you're getting your facts are a good, reputable right.
0: Or this was a conspiracy. Right. <laughs> and it's not actually what, happening. Whatever
1: you're hearing, weigh it. What's that saying? A grain of salt or whatever. What's a. Mom used to say take a, take a it. Take it with, with a grain of salt. of salt. Yeah. I don't really know do what you you that means. Do you use that a lot? Do I use that? Take it with a grain of salt? Yeah. I don't Maybe know. Maybe I means. do. And I, I mean, it means you don't. I don't know where it originates from, yeah, but with it with means, you know, don't, don't put too much. Take it with a
0: grain of salt?
1: Don't take it too seriously is what I always thought it meant.
0: English language idiom.
1: So, you know, I just throw that out. But but you use whatever works for you. You know, whatever helps you to to breathe deeply and say to yourself, okay, I can't change anything right now. So it doesn't make things better for me to sit here and freak out. I need right. to, you know, just take one day to day. I think it's an awesome time for a lot of people to kind of make some plans for down the road and, catch up on all those little things that you put off you know like putting things in scrapbooks
0: well that's i want to i do want to move into like positive things about all this and kind of ways to stay positive but i want to talk about take it with a grain of salt first okay because i had no idea so the origin of take it with a grain of salt the idea comes from the fact that food is more easily swallowed if taken with a pinch amount of salt huh isn't that the opposite of how we use it because if we take it with a grain of salt, that means, means like... It means swallow
1: it and don't think about it. Instead. Well,
0: it take it with a grain of salt means to be able to accept it. You would have to take it with a grain of salt because it's hard to swallow, I guess.
1: Okay. Uh. Maybe, we should, <laughs> maybe we should never use that saying we ever again. say,
0: take it with a spoonful of sugar. <laughs> That's what Mary medicine. Poppins told Go me.
1: down. Yes. Okay, talk to me about some positive stuff.
0: Well, so I mean, I think one of the positive things is that people are staying very humorous about this. Mm -hmm. I think this has kind of a fine line where it can almost seem like minimizing it hmm But, and we we even talked about that, about doing this episode. It's like, well, I don't want to make light of it. I don't want it to be like we're not taking it seriously. But right. like we said, humor is a great way to stay positive in situations like this. Mm-hmm. Like, doctors and hospitals have really dark humor sometimes just to, to get by. Right. It just, it sort of helps us distance, which can be good sometimes when things are overwhelming. But also, when we don't have much control, what else can you do besides make jokes about it? Right. So... <laughs> Okay, so we have the toilet paper hoarding situation, which makes it seem like people are being really inconsiderate. Mm -hmm. But also there's great examples of people coming together through all this. Yes. So my favorite example is in Italy... So in Italy, people are being heavily quarantined and kind of on lockdown, but they have like balconies.
1: Oh, yeah, the singing thing. Yeah. So
0: there's all these videos of people like coming out and like playing games. Like I saw one where people were playing tennis
1: across. Yeah, across two balconies.
0: Yeah. Uh, And they have people who are just doing sing alongs and people who are like, you know, just still having that social. There's very much like a social uplift Mm -hmm. in situations like this. This feeling like we're all. We're all here together. We're all going through this. We're all in the same boat. So let's make the best of it. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Another great example is the people who are doing essential services, Mm -hmm. who are doing like, you know, the truck drivers, the sanitation workers, the grocery store employees. Oh my gosh, the grocery (laughs) store employees. Yeah. Especially the medical personnel. I mean, there's just a lot of people who are out there continuing to make everything run. And those people, thank you, those people. Thank you, people who are making everything run. If you are listening and you are one of those or other people doing essential services that I didn't list, oh my gosh, thank you so much. You are heroes. Mm -hmm. Like that's straight up, you're heroes. And you are, I, I saw this one comment that someone was talking about. They're a truck driver and their company was basically like, listen, I understand if you don't want to go out. I understand if you want to stop doing your route We will find, you know, ways to fill that. And they went around personally to everyone in the company to ask that. And no one said no. Like no one said they were going to stop. Because they're like, we know that what we're doing is essential. We know that people need those supplies that we're taking. So Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's just cool that there are people that are doing that stuff. There's this quote. You probably know this quote. Good old Mr. Rogers quote. You know the one that I'm talking about?
1: About look for the good people, look yeah. for the people doing good or something like that. When and I was a boy s-
0: and I would see scary things in the news, my mother would say to me, look for the helpers. You will mm-hmm. always find people who are helping.
1: Mm-hmm. That's really good. It is
0: good. I like it. Mr. We,
1: Rogers always makes me quiet. I know.
0: He's, he's a good egg. <laughs> <laughs> but we need to also be the helpers. Absolutely. If we can do that, we need to also- we need to choose. Choose to, be the, to be the helpers. So if you go out and you are shopping, buy what you need- don't buy out the shelf.
1: Mm-hmm. We, That's a good point, Anna. That's a really good point. Don't I, hoard it. That
0: bothers me. I mean, I personally, I don't ever buy like more than a week's worth of food. So it, the idea of hoarding things is just really foreign to me anyway. Mm-hmm. But I just can't imagine, like we wouldn't be in such a supply crisis if people just were chill about it.
1: But I do I do understand that feeling of wanting to protect your family especially if you little children if you have little children in your house I can understand that feeling By buying if you guys a thousand
0: were, pallets of toilet
1: paper well that's toilet paper is a weird thing I don't but, get
0: why we're panicking over that
1: I don't get the toilet paper thing at all I really don't
0: I really don't either
1: but food I can understand that yeah. feeling especially like I said if you have children in your home and you want to be sure your kids have food I think yeah. it's a pretty big deal I think so too I think too um I'm gonna go back. You said that people are doing these good things. I'm gonna go back again to the spiritual side of it because I do think that a lot of people in this kind of time uh, reach for their own spirituality, whatever that is. To right. be and um, for me personally, I'm I'm Catholic Christian, and now the rule is that they do not are not having public masses, so the priests are doing masses. But but people aren't allowed like to be there. Them. Yeah, so they're like broadcasting them on YouTube and whatever, which is kind of cool. But for a lot of people spiritually, that not being able to go to church thing, which is not just a Catholic thing. A right, lot, you know, right. probably almost all churches are closing down. I think people will be feeling really... Um, isolated from Yeah. Me. And that's that's a hard thing. So again, reach out to your support system and call somebody or talk to somebody online and pray with them or talk to them about your spirituality. Right. Like you said before we started today, Anna, we don't have to go to church to have that spirituality. No. And yeah.
0: We can explore our own spirituality. But a lot of people, spirituality is their faith community.
1: Right. That's so. a big part of it. So we realize that that's another issue for some people. But there are so many opportunities out there for prayer and meditation right now people are really opening venues for people to do that. I know that yesterday um, there was a big thing um, for Catholic people <laughs> that the Pope um, said a prayed a rosary at I want to say 9 p.m. Like his time PM, so it was 3 time. p.m our time yeah and so like they invited all Catholics and and even those who weren't Catholic who wanted to pray sure. you know to pray at the same time and that was kind of a cool thing
0: that's a cool feeling of unity
1: yeah I know that you know I thought to myself because I I did stop what I was doing and pray at that time and I thought I'm praying with the Pope <laughs> me and the Pope <laughs> Hey me and Francis, Frankie you and I some, hanging out It's some rosary time yeah <laughs> So reach for whatever gives you comfort. Yeah. Reach for what gives you that feeling of peace. Yeah. And
0: along with that, like having a feeling of comfort and along with the self-care thing that you were talking about, people are like using quarantine to do some pretty good self-care. Absolutely. It's really It's really interesting. Like a uh, friend of the show, Kim. Hi, Kim. Hi, Kim. Uh, told me that her bullet journal looks great right now. <laughs> she, she's like, I don't know, some downtime. I'm going to use it to do my bullet journal. We came up here. I was working from home, and in the middle of doing all my paperwork that I needed to do, I would like take five minutes and clean up this room that we're using it right now. very good, yes. So yeah, I just like, you know what? If you're stuck at home anyway, if there's times where you're not working or if you need a break, do Make stuff you for s- yourself. Use yeah. Use do some, some
1: crunches, time. baby. Do some crunches. <laughs> You'll Um, have abs of steel by the end of this.
0: We're all quarantined. We're all going to be sick,
1: but our abs, (laughs) oh, baby.
0: Uh, Nathan's been organizing his sweaters.
1: Wow. Well, there you go. Alphabetical order or (laughs)
0: color, probably. I don't know. That's why I was talking to mom on the phone when I came in uh, to the house yesterday. And I like stopped and looked up, and Nathan was wearing a sweater and boxer shorts. And I was like, What are you doing?
1: <laughs> is, is that okay with him that you just said that? I'll cut it out if it's not. Okay. You need to ask him that. Okay. Because <laughs> uh, I wouldn't want anybody to know I was walking around my boxer shorts. Why? It's our house. We're <laughs> quarantined. We can do pants if pants if whatever don't we want. want. To. Yeah. We will do what we want. You're so was, not the boss of us. There's a
0: picture online that was like, it has. Been, it's like it's it's been blank days since whatever. <laughs> and it's it's been six days since pants. <laughs> yeah.
1: This is um, a surreal time. Very much. Surreal things are happening. So if you're looking for other things to do and you haven't heard every episode we've ever done, <laughs> this is the time. Do it. Also, if you're,
0: if you're looking for stuff to do, there are a lot of things. Uh, services that are putting their stuff online, like making it available. I think Audible is making a lot of their books available uh, for free. I I, saw the
1: opera thing.
0: Opera, yeah, there's uh, the Metropolitan Opera is streaming their Uh operas. That's amazing. Like live streaming it like a performance. What a
1: cool thing. That's
0: a great idea. There's at least like some aquariums and zoos that are like live streaming their animals so people Uh, can still watch animals. Penguins! The, yeah, there's like the the – where is that? The shed Aquarium? Oh, or Chicago yeah. uh, Some aquarium where the penguins were like
1: going Walking through a tour around to her, um, yeah, the aquarium. Yeah, I saw those they They're great. a little couple. They're, they're a little, little they're
0: They were on a little, date.
1: They were. i take oh, taking a
0: walk. Penguin date.
1: So one of the things that we talk about in counseling a lot is reframing things yeah. to make you know, to try to find that silver lining of the cloud. And that's what that's we're- That's the in- look
0: for the helpers thing. That's a reframe. Yeah.
1: We are so encouraging you to do that as, as we kind of draw this episode to a close. Yeah. We're encouraging you to find, to reframe this and and to keep, keep your chin up, build your immune system.
0: Do what you can do because you can't do anything else. Right.
1: And grant the serenity to, to know that we can't change it. So let's make the best of it. So that's what we are encouraging you to do. And we will do ourselves. Right, Anna?
0: I will try not to will touch you, my face.
1: Will you remind me?
0: Yeah. To we'll snap hold each other accountable. Okay. Uh, I, I do want to read. So one of the World Health Organization like Q&As, one of the questions is, should I worry about COVID-19? And I think their answer is really good. So I'm going to read it. Illness due to COVID-19 infection is generally mild, especially for children and young adults. However, it can cause serious illness. About one in every five people who catch it need hospital care. It is therefore quite normal for people to worry about how the COVID-19 outbreak will affect them and their loved ones. We channel our concerns into actions to protect ourselves, our loved ones, and our communities. First and foremost among these actions is regular and thorough handwashing and good respiratory hygiene. Secondly, keep informed and follow the advice of the local health authorities, including any restrictions put in place on travel, movement, In gatherings
1: that's really good that kind of sums up what we talked about I know isn't
0: that great yeah channel that I think that's a good way to say it channel your concern into helping however you can right so generally that's just making sure you're taking care of yourself and
1: Mm -hmm. if you're
0: sick don't go out and just kind of don't go out unless you need to anyway so just
1: be mindful be conscious be mindful be self-aware
0: be self-aware
1: can I thank the listeners now please thank the listeners (laughs) Thank you so much for joining us for Freudian sips and um, be well. We send you positive energy and prayers, and we want you to be well and take care of yourselves and and join us again next week for another episode. Unless we're all quarantined. <laughs> And they'll have to teach mom how to use Skype. Oh no! <laughs> Not more technology.
0: Thank you for being with us. Yes, thank you so much for being with us. You can find us on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook. Now's a great time to go follow us on every social media. That's because right. you're all quarantined. We're Freudian Sips Pod on everything. Our site is FreudianSipsPod.com. You can find all our episodes there. You can find our merch link there. A lot of good stuff there. If you want to get a hold of us directly, if you want to email us us questions or anything. Freudiansipspod at gmail.com is how you do that. We are on Patreon. We're actually about to record some Patreon episodes, so now is a great time to go Mm -hmm. sign up for a Patreon. It's only a couple bucks a month. You get some extra content. It's worth it. We're Freudiansipspod on there as well. Please remember to leave us a nice rating and review if you can do that wherever you're listening. So Podchaser, Apple, if you want to leave us a review on Facebook, you can do that too. Just wherever. We like them all. And our theme music is Sweeter Vermouth by Kevin MacLeod. It sounds like this.